Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Okay. Yes, I'm sitting on a drum. <laughs> it's like, this is the easiest chair to grab. Um, man, so I want to talk tonight about uh, just being awake awake a few people have asked me before they were like what are you talking about and I was like I don't really know how to explain it um being awake like I, I feel like the Lord um I feel like that's on his heart right now I feel like this is a very prophetic word I feel like this is the season we're in right now maybe not even a season but I feel like there's a I feel like we're in a I feel like there's a cloud over us right now <laughs> that is like this is like what's happening I don't really know how else to word it but um the Lord's just been talking to me about doing what's necessary to make sure that we are not sleeping or slumbering or being lazy with where we're at right now. Like, I just, I feel such a, uh, just a fire in my heart for it. And so uh, I'm going to open up with a story um, from the Bible where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> I always feel like I say that word wrong. But, um, and if you are familiar with this, Gethsemane means, is a combination of two Hebrew words. And it means, one means wine press and the other means oil. Okay, so, so Jesus is in the garden of crushing, we could say. Uh, and he's praying, okay. This is right before he's about to be tr- betrayed. And he asks Peter, James, and John, you know, he's got the dream team. He's got the, the three, <laughs> you know, the ones like he can count on to, to come. You know, the sons of thunder, Peter. And he tells them, I want you to wait here, and I'm going to go pray to the Father. Once again, kind of prophetic, you know, because uh, what are we doing? We're, we're a bridegroom waiting. We're a bride waiting for our bridegroom. Um, and when he comes back, he finds them sleeping. Okay, he wakes them up, and he says, were you not able to stay awake for one hour? And so he tells them again, stay awake and pray so that you won't fall into temptation because the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. He went back to pray, came back. They're sleeping again. This happened a total of three times. And on the final time, he tells them, sleep later and take your rest. Behold, the hour has drawn near and the Son of Man is, to be, is, is being betrayed. Where he says behold right now, he's actually saying discern. Okay, so he's, bringing, he's, he's drawing a connection between sleeping and discernment. Right, whenever we are sleeping, when we're not awake, when we're not alert, we're not discerning. That, that, that there's, he draws a line between it right there in that sentence. And so, uh, these past few weeks, I say few weeks, this past week or so, I have been so tired, you guys, like so, like sleepy, like I don't know what it is. Or I, up until today, I feel like the Lord's kind of just painted this beautiful picture today, but. I've just, I've just felt so tired. Like, even like last weekend, all I wanted to do was lay in bed all weekend and watch movies, y'all. That's not me. Like, that's not me. Has anybody here been sleepy lately? Yeah? Yeah? Me and Nicole were talking about it before service. She just feels tired. And so I feel like the Lord is like uh, wanting to, like, I really feel like this is a word for the house, you guys. Um, Not like a feel-good word, but the Lord's saying, like, here's, I want you to, your eyes to be opened unto this. Um. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. 
Lord, we thank you for your instruction. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we don't just follow you blindly, Lord, but that you are, you are leading us and showing us what to do in every season and in every hour, Lord. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit. And so what Jesus is telling them, back to the story, if you sleep now, you're going to completely miss out on discerning what's happening. And, and even as I read this, I can think of so many times where we as a body, we were not staying awakened to the heart of the Father in every season, and we either completely missed what he's doing in that season, or we begin allowing our own hearts to lead us. There's always something fighting for our attention. Pastor David mentions this all the time. Like, there's always something trying to get your gaze. There's always something warring against us, wanting to take our eyes off of Jesus and get it either on our circumstance, our family, our finances, you know, uh, the good things, not necessarily the bad things. But there's always something fighting to get our eyes off of Jesus and onto that thing. And usually those things present themselves as being a lot more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Look at the disciples. Either he's given them a choice. Actually, he didn't give them a choice, but they made a choice. It's either stay up late into the night and pray, do the uncomfortable thing that I'm calling you to do in this hour, or listen to your tired body and lay there comfortably and rest. You know? And so... A lot of times, I, I believe that this temptation Jesus is telling them about, I believe a lot of times is going to look like the more comfortable thing, you know? And I feel like the Lord's saying, like, hey, stay awake, get uncomfortable. Like, don't get so comfortable. Because, I mean, think about it. If we do something so many times, it starts getting easier, right? We start mowing the, mowing the, same, the same field, it's going to end up getting easier. At first, it's going to seem like, man, it's going to take forever. But once we get used to it, it's gonna, we're going to get acclimated to it. It just happens, you know, and so if we are awake to what God's calling us into in the time and the season, and that's a big thing is knowing, okay, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Am I spending time with the Lord to where I know where I'm hearing him daily to know if I'm going in the right direction? There's been times where it's like I'll, I'll miss a week or so, like not spending time with him, and all of a sudden I'm like, Lord, <laughs> where'd you go? He, he took a left turn, and I didn't even know it because my, I took my ear off his chest. I took my eyes off of him, you know, and, and I mean, he's so good. He's, all, he's never far, <laughs> you know, and it's so easy to, like, just get back there, but back in his lap where he was, but it's like he gives us the opportunity to stay in sync with him if we choose to daily walk with him and abide with him. A few weeks ago, I had this dream, and um, I thought about it a lot. I think I've mentioned it to quite a few people, but I feel like to like the past few days, the Lord's really just been kind of watering it and exposing it to me. But in the dream, there was no setting. It was just Johnny was standing in front of me, and he said, hey, there's a spirit of slumber about to fall on the church. And then I woke up. And that's all, that was it. There's a spirit of slumber about to fall in the church. And this was weeks ago. And so I'm like, kind of like alert, like waiting, like, where is it? Where is it? And then weeks went by and I'm, I kind of forgot about it until a few days ago, whenever I was thinking like, man, I'm just, I'm tired all the time. I'm getting headaches. My, my eyes hurt. Like I'm just, I'm sleepy. And, uh, and I, I started hearing other people kind of saying the same things that they were tired. And I was like, well, this is strange. You know, maybe it's like the season, you know, the time, you know, like the going from hot to cold, whatever, the season's changing. But um, 
I begin to think about that dream and the and him saying, hey, there was a spirit of slumber about to fall in the church. And I began thinking, okay, Lord, like, if, if you're revealing to me this in a dream, then show it to me in scripture. And so, I believe that uh, not necessarily a spirit of slumber is an actual entity, but I believe it's a mindset of idleness that we can become in partnership if we aren't alert and mindful. In Isaiah 29, there's mention of a spirit of slumber. And it tells us that in this place of slumbering, that he has closed the ears and the eyes of the prophets. I noticed while I was kind of studying this out today, and, and maybe this isn't in every instance because I haven't, like, I haven't studied this upon study upon study. This is very fresh to me. But, um, but I have been looking into it a lot. And I've noticed that in a few scenarios, in a few scriptures, that we see this spirit of slumber show up in instances where covenant is being established. Very interesting, right? And so, for example, Jesus praying. Why was Jesus praying? He was about to establish a covenant to where we could be one with the Father. Like, he was about to establish the covenant of all covenants. And this, this slumbering, this, this sleepiness fell on the ones that he called to pray with him. Not a coincidence, right? Isaiah 29. Um, this is, I thought I'd wrote it down. Oh, yeah, Isaiah 29 is the scripture I just mentioned where it talks about the spirit of slumber, and it tells us that, um, that because the, a spirit of slumber has fallen, fell, fallen on them, he has closed their ears and the eyes of the prophets. And so if you read Isaiah 29, he's actually talking to uh, the people of the city of David. And in this same passage, it's... The very famous, I'm sure you're going to know what I'm talking about, but this is where he talks about, like, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And so once again, this defilement, a covenant, covenant, you know, these are his people, and their lips say all the right things, but he sees their heart. And then I was thinking about in Song of Solomon where it says, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. You know, and that's like the most intimate book in the Bible, you know, about First John's pretty intimate too, but I mean, Song of Solomon, so that's, that's known for like the, the intimate love song, the wedding song. And so this demonstrates and shows us that seeing and hearing are both tools of intimate engagement and an act of intimate covenant. Without vision, the people perish. We know we are awake if there's vision in front of us. Vision gives us a picture of the goal set before us. Vision is the catalyst to get us where we're going, right? Like if we can see it, like if we can put a target on it, we, we can go there, right? At least that's how, I'm, that's how I'm motivated. Like if I can see it, if I can see it in my mind, then I know it's obtainable, right? If the Lord shows it to me, I, I know it's there. And I'm sure a lot of you probably operate like that as well. But I believe like tonight that the Lord is really wanting to breathe on fresh vision, like, I feel like, like there's been this sleepiness kind of come on the church, and the Lord's saying, like, hey, it's time to wake up. Uh, it's time to really, like, put our eyes, make sure. And, and I'm not saying maybe your gaze isn't gone, but maybe it's feeling a little cloudy right now. I have a, just a side note, I have been actually seeing, having cloudy vision the past two days. Um, I thought Planet Fitness was on fire yesterday when I was there. And uh, it didn't occur to me, like, I was just working out, and I looked up, and I was like, man, it's smoky in here. And I looked at this old man, and I was like, is it just me, or is, is, is something, like, is it cloudy? Is something on fire? And he looks around, and he was like, 
nope, just you. And he walked away. And I was like, oh, like I really thought he was going to like give me an explanation. Like, <laughs> but I was like, oh, and then I was kind of embarrassed. And then today I'm at home and I'm like, Johnny, it's cloudy in here, huh? Or smoky. And he's like looking around. He's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, never mind. And then I, I, I just, I believe, I trust, and I just, I, I feel that this is the Lord showing me like there is a cloud over the vision of the bride right now. And he's saying, wake up. You know, if, if we're awake, we can see. If we have eyes and we can't see, we're nothing more than, a, than just a meaningless idol. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about that all day, like the idols of the Old Testament. They couldn't see, they couldn't hear. And it's like he, he, he talks about the prophets. Like when they're in the slumber, they have no eyes and they have no ears. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be in the same, uh, the same category as an idol. So we know we're awake if we have vision in front of us. I believe sometimes he lets us go through these seasons of stillness and stagnation to see if we are willing to stir things up. Like without like the, the fun conferences or the, the fun church fellowships and, uh, you know, we're doing what everybody's doing. It's all ex- it's exciting when you're together, you know, we're, we're, we're doing things, fire sessions. It's like all those things are awesome, and they're tools that help the body stir each other up, you know, because we're called to iron, sharpen iron. But are we able to sharpen ourselves when no one else is around? Because I feel like he takes us through seasons like that where it's like, I just feel stagnant. I feel like the water isn't moving. I know, God, that you're, you're moving, but why ain't I feeling you? Anybody ever been there? Like, you, you, you know that he's doing something, but it's like, Lord, I don't feel it. Every person in this room is getting wrecked, getting a prophetic word. They're sobbing on the ground during worship. They're dancing and excited, and I feel like the driest board in the room. You know, and I think sometimes he lets us feel that to see if what, what are we willing to do. Like, how much do I want to stay here? And it really puts a mirror to our heart. Do I want to stay comfortable over here in the, 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 the swampy water? Or am I going to go stir this, stir this bad boy up and make a current, you know? It's up to us to keep the fire burning day and night. We c- it's hard to sleep when there's, like, light in the room, you know? Some people sleep with light, but, but traditionally or most of the time in darkness is where people want to sleep, right? If we're making sure that we're the ones putting fire, a, a wood on our own fire, that light's going to keep us awake. And not only that, but when there's light, you can see, <laughs> you know. Well, I was, we have crazy spider webs at our house. And so at night, if the porch light's on, you walk out there, you feel like you're getting, like, all taken down by all these threads. Like, you just walk right into them because they just build them so fast. It's like you go out there and you feel like Spider-Man has caught you. But if you turn the porch light on, it's like you can see them. And it's like the light exposes what's hidden in the darkness, you know? And so whenever we have the light burning, when we're willing to put that fire, I mean that wood on the fire in every season, when the enemy comes in with a lie trying to trap us, it's like, no, I see that. I see that, and I recognize it, and that's not the voice of my father. we got to keep the fire burning day and night. Day and night, night and day. There's a fight for our attention, and the enemy's warring to get our gaze off Jesus and onto ourselves, onto our circumstances, onto our past, anything so that he can change our direction, right? Where he can, see, where he can get us to look, that's what we're going to go after, 
right? You ever been driving in a car and it's like, someone's like, hey, look at that. And you're like, your arm goes with it, the steering wheel goes with it. And <laughs> just me? <laughs> Am I the only driver who does that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's go, let's drive right into it. But seriously, like our, our, where our eyes are will direct our path and it'll steer where we're going. And what if that car is, you know, your family? What if that car is your ministry? What if that, that car is whatever field God has ten- you tending to in this season? Like, it's going with you, you know? Food for thought. I'll leave you with this. This is the last thing I'll say. Not so bad. About 20 minutes. First Peter 5, 8, and this is the message translation, but it says, Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce, and he would like nothing better than to catch you napping. So in the original Hebrew text where it says stay alert, that literally translates to I am not asleep, I am awake. (laughs) It's a whole sentence. That one word is a whole sentence. I am not asleep, I am awake. The enemy's waiting for us to fall asleep. He's waiting for us to close our eyes to get our gaze off of Jesus Like he is waiting. Laziness will always have an excuse to not partner with what God's wanting to do or to fulfill what God's calling us. Or or the, the person who complains. I'm trying to say this. There's a proverb. And it talks about laziness, and it's been kind of stirring in my heart. It's been very convicting. But it's saying uh, laziness will always have an excuse not to partner with, yield to, or fulfill the call that God is giving them, but will complain when they have nothing to harvest. That's not the actual proverb. That's my interpretation of it. But um, it's saying, like, if you're lazy, if we're not diligently stewarding what God has for us, if we're, we're taking our hand off it and we're just resting and whenever everyone else is enjoying the harvest of what they were willing to cultivate, we'll, we'll, we'll just feel entitled and complain. And so I pray that uh, each of you just feel stirred to, to staying alert and awakened. And, I, and I'm not, I don't think anybody here is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want anybody to feel that way. But I feel like the Lord is really just, uh, I feel like his, his cool little flashlight is just kind of like saying, hey, here's what the enemy's doing right now, you know, like, like see, like, like, because he's that good. And so let's pray. So, Father, we just thank you for exposing the enemy time after time, season after season, Lord, that you are always, you always got our back. Lord, you were always for us. And so, Father, I just pray, Lord, that every eye be upon you tonight, Lord. And going forward, God, Lord, that we would just steward our gaze each and every day, Lord. That we would keep our eyes on you, Lord. That we would never stop beholding your beauty and your goodness and your kindness. And, Lord, I just prophesy over this house that the enemy will not get our attention. That he will not catch us napping. But, Lord, we, were gonna st- we are going to stay awake, Lord, because I, we're so fascinated by your beauty. And so, Lord, I just prophesy just your goodness and kindness over each and every individual here tonight, Lord. And we just thank you and we just honor you. We honor you. We honor you in Jesus' name.